Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Whether you need photography, videography, drone photography, web design, podcast support, or technical support, EliasRoushMedia.com has you covered. Today we are discussing The Mummy 2017, directed by Alex Kurtzman. Alex Kurtzman is a director and writer, um among many other writers on this uh, movie, David Kipp, Christopher McQuarrie, Dylan Cussman, John Spatz, Alex Kurtzman, and Jenny Lumet are all responsible for writing this uh, 2017 rendition of The Mummy. Now, a little bit of backstory on The Mummy 2017. I'm watching this two years after it's been released, Mostly because I had heard how bad it was. I had heard terrible things that uh, Universal was trying to start their quote-unquote own dark universe. For anyone that doesn't know that, it's basically they they have all they Universal owns, or it might be free. I, I, it might be a um, creative uh, license. I, I think anyone might be able to use these, uh, but they use Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Frankenstein, Mrs. Frankenstein, Wolfman, the Swamp Monster, or whatever the hell, um, and they're trying to use the mummy all in their own congruent, um, what's it called, in their own uh, universe. And so this was supposed to be, I think, the second of the uh, Dark Universe um, monster movies, the first one being might have been I think it was Dracula Untold and that just flopped and I heard I think there's some Frankenstein movies that flopped after that and then the mummy ended up popping out again in 2017 to um try to kind of have a soft reboot on the dark universe and it flopped once again um the mummy was uh Produced on a hundred and twenty-five million dollar budget, and it opened on a thirty-one million dollar budget. So it it completely flopped in the way that it was uh, um, marketed and released. I I do remember the marketing for it. Um, I haven't watched it immediately, but I do remember it. And I basically it looked like a Indiana Jones crossover with uh, Tom Cruise, and I was like, it doesn't look terrible to me, but I didn't think it was going to be as bad as the reviews had made it out to be. So I went on HBO Go and I rewatched or I watched the the Mummy 2017 um, to see how bad this movie really was. Did it deserve all of the uh, uh, the terrible press that it got uh, ridiculed for? Um, so. Let's uh, let's unwrap The Mummy 2017, starting with the synopsis. An ancient Egyptian princess is awakened from her crypt beneath the desert, the desert bringing her malevolence grown over millennia and terrors that defy human comprehension. So, The Mummy stars Tom Cruise as Nick Morton, Sophia Boutella as Ahmet, slash The Mummy, um, Annabelle Wallace as Jenny Hazley, Russell Crowe as Henry Jekyll, and uh, Jake Johnson as Sergeant Val, and Courtney B. Vance as Colonial Greenway. Uh, so 
I wanted to see what the uh, the producers and directors were responsible for after watching this because I was like, this is this this is very interesting to see how uh, this quote unquote train wreck happened. Um, let's see. The writer is one of the main writers is uh, Alex Kurtzman and directors. So I'm gonna just go through his uh, directorial. Um, um, let's see. Okay, so he was responsible. For, Alex Kurtzman was responsible for Alias in 2003, New Day. I think that's a television show, talk show. People Like Us in 2012, and then The Mummy in 2017, and then followed up by The Mummy, he directed some Star Trek Discovery. So it seems that the biggest problem from Alex, uh, from maybe using Alex Kurtzman as the director, it might have been he might have been a too inexperienced director. It doesn't seem he had tons of movie experience under his belt, um, directorial experience under his belt, especially to uh, $125 million on it. Um, he was on the screenplay and he was a, a screenwriter on Mission Impossible 3, Legend of Zorro. The Island 2005, Transformers 07, Star Trek 09, Transformers uh, 2, uh, Avenger the Fallen, Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, God. So I, I guess Alex Kurtzman is much more of a writer in some of these uh, high action caliber movies, and he's not so much a director in the majority of them, which might mean, uh, which might be why it was, uh, you know, it was. It, it's noticeable that there are too many cooks in the kitchen with this movie. And um, other writers on this include uh, David Kep, who was responsible for being one of the writers on Jurassic Park. Um, he's one of the Mission Impossible writers and uh, Spider-Man writers. So it's there's other writers on here. Christopher McCurry is uh, is on the screenplay as well. Um, we know him more recently from the Mission Impossible movies with uh, uh, with Tom Cruise, and he we know he can direct. He's a great director and a pretty good writer, evidently, when it comes to some of his uh, credentials. So they have good writers, and they have some other writers that you know uh, have made some stuff I wasn't too crazy about, but. It just seems that there were so many directions that they were trying to take this in. Is they didn't have a single focus, and uh, so that that I want to f- say that that was probably one of the main problems with the movie. I want to say the action. The action was not terrible. I I had heard the action was uh, kind of mediocre. In my opinion, I thought for the action that was provided, it was. Um, it, it worked for what it was. I don't think it needed to be ridiculed for the action. I thought there were some sequences that were, you know, on par with some of the, you know, better action. Some, some on par with the better action movies. I wouldn't say that they're, you know, uh, extremely well directed or anything like that. Um, I would also say the performances were, uh, I don't know, a little all over the place in my opinion. Some of the performances, but well, normally Tom Cruise is a pretty charismatic guy. This guy, it, it felt like he didn't really know which which way he should uh, take this character, or the writers didn't know which way he should take this character. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he stealing because he's greedy? Is he a you know a womanizer because he likes you know sleeping with a bunch of women? It did. 
It didn't make a lot of sense the way that the uh, movie presented the character, um, Nick Morton. Now, Ahmet, the mummy, I felt like for the most part, I kind of understood what she was doing. She, uh, you know, she wants revenge. She wants to be the the sole heir of the Egyptian, um, you know, um, pyramids and the world, I guess. You know, she wants to be the only one. So she has to take out her family at the beginning of the. This is not really spoilers. Um, but it, it kind of the movie ends up going into a third act that doesn't make any sense at all. And um, I'll, I'll get into that with uh, the uh, spoiler section. Um Let's see what else we have. Um, okay, so we have Annabelle Wallace as Ginny Hazley. Um, Annabelle Wallace, we've uh, we've seen her most recently on Peaky Blinders. I think she is an English actress, uh, and she's also been in Annabelle. Oh, okay, and King Arthur most recently, twenty seventeen. She's she's been getting a lot of work. I'll tell you that. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think this movie. Um, progressed her, you know, I don't know, her ability to, you know, sell a role. I think that she's, she's a lot better in other, um, television shows and movies. Um, this feels like she's just there for Tom Cruise to save her. She's, uh, um, she's supposed to be like an archaeologist in a, in a way, but it doesn't really work in the, anything she says. It, so, so much of the, the, the script and the screenwriting is so, lazy and boring um that i think that's where it really sacrifices the characters it was like we we need to just focus on the action and the visuals all the time and anytime anyone's talking it's just it, it feels like the air leaves the room um russell crowe is henry jekyll um i would have said that uh russell crowe was going to be great but he's more he just walks on for I, what feels like maybe he was on set for like a week and his physical performance is a lot better than the writing they give him. But, I mean, Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe are, you know, two great actors in a room. It's hard to say that they're going to produce something bad. But with the writing they gave him, it's so bad. It's, it, you know, evil and monsters, monsters and evil. It, it, I, I, was, it, I was in shock by how bad the writing was. It didn't feel like... Anything was explained except for all the exposition. And when I mean anything was explained, it was just like tell, tell, tell. You know, don't show, hardly show us anything unless it's in a weird flashback. Um, once again, uh, some of the technical stuff, kind of jumping around a little bit. The technical stuff, uh, music, visuals, I thought those were okay. They they really were probably the strongest part of the movies. But the editing in this was so odd. I felt like... I was watching like a bootleg version of this movie. By the way, it was cutting around. It felt like somebody cut, had cut the movie themselves because, um, in in some parts, Tom Cruise would go on these. Um, I I don't think it's a spoiler to say at all because it's it's uh, it, there's a solid part that you could spoil, but I'm not going to. So um, we'll wait for that. But. Tom Cruise has these intermoment spurts of these these times where he's you know being flashed into this um you know this segment this like foreshadowing scene sort of and the editing in it throws the viewer off so bad I've seen this done before you know when you know the main character sees foreshadowings in a vision or something like that by you know touching an object or touching the MacGuffin or um 
or falling asleep in a dream or something like that, it's not well executed in the way that it's presented, and it makes it for a, a, a confusing experience. Um, they try to use this strange blend of action, adventure, comedy, and horror, fantasy, all in one, and it doesn't quite hit the mark on any of those. I'm not really sure. We've we've seen this done in a way that has worked. Like the Brendan Fraser mummy, um, been a while since I've seen it, but I do remember Brendan Fraser kind of has this uh, quirky, charismatic feeling about him, and that's not translated across for from uh, Tom Cruise at all. It feels like, I don't know, th- that he doesn't really give a shit about what's going on around him, and no one really acts like how they would in in a real situation. If they're seeing, you know, a tomb with a mummy in it, they're, they're like, wow, you know, these, the, these uh, individuals don't seem to be acting like real people. And that's once again, falls back on the writing. Um, let's see. Jake Johnson. I like Jake Johnson. A lot of people do. He was in the most recent Spider-Man um, into the Spider-Verse. Great voice actor as well. The role they have him in here. It's almost non-existent. Um, Some podcasts were saying that Jake Johnson and Tom Cruise should have switched roles, and uh, it's hard to um, it's hard to deny that. I think that it's we're in this weird, strange place where Tom Cruise has this relationship with um, um, Annabelle Wallace in the movie, Nick and Jenny have a relationship, but he's easily 20, what feels like 15 to 20 years older than her. And there's this odd, uh, these odd scenes between them about how his, you know, sex stamina is, you know, not up to par or something like that, or she's questioning it. It's just, it feels like an outdated movie when it comes to the way it's written. Um, with the jokes, but then when it comes to like the action, like he's Tom Cruise is obviously still able to perform a lot of these uh, stunts um, seamlessly is what it looks like. And that can go for better or for worse. When you see somebody getting thrown around like a rag doll, you're like, Ooh, that's got to hurt. But you also got to have the, the actor or main uh, person last to the end of the movie if they get hurt too much, then they it restricts them from doing things later in the movie. But it also, if they get hurt, it shows that they can, that they're vulnerable, that they are real humans, that they're real people. Um, the Mummy 2017 has everybody flying around like rag dolls, is what it feels like. And the concept of life and death does not um, compute in a way that makes sense for anybody to be reacting in the way they are. So, um, let me see anybody else that we need to, let me go over. Um, I thought some of the cinematography was, uh, not too bad. I, I thought the production design and stuff like that, the stuff that they really put the, the money into, which was, didn't feel like it was too much of the writing, but, um, the production design was, was fairly good. I thought that, you know, the, all the locales they took, took us as the individual, uh, uh, as like a proxy, uh, Tom Cruise is like the proxy for us, the individual, you know, viewer. But um, all the places that we went, very interesting and very visually um, capturing. I I didn't feel like I was looking at a green screen the majority of the time, um, unlike 
maybe a lot of superhero movies might have recently. So, um, oh yeah, they use a lot of practical effects is what it looked like um, for the most part. So, let's see, anything else? Let's hop into the spoilers for The Mummy 2017. Okay, so we're in the spoiler section. It didn't make any fucking sense why Tom Cruise's Nick Morton's character would stab himself with the trident, or not the trident, the, the knife thing, the dagger, that the mummy was trying to stab him with the entire movie that we were trying to prevent. It didn't make any fucking sense. It's just, it's uh, it's like a MacGuffin for, you know, the all one all be all power, and... It didn't. It, it didn't compute. It felt like the writers just gave the fuck up right around when um, Russell Crowe um, kidnaps um, Ahmet and takes Tom Cruise in, and uh, Jenny Hazley is talking to them in the the Prodigium place or whatever the fuck um, about what they're doing, and it didn't feel like anybody was on the same page in that uh, Prodigium place, like. Uh, Henry Jekyll wanted to dissect the, the mummy and they also wanted to dissect Nick Morton maybe as well. It was, it was kind of confusing. Um, Jenny didn't seem to be on the same page. And then you have Henry Jekyll changing into Dr. Hyde midway through having to stab himself multiple times. Um, through the, the the course that Nick Morton is there, it just seemed like a clusterfuck of what was going on. It, it, um, I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. And this weird connection between Ahmet and Nick Morton, she like wants to lay with him. She has these flashes of her um, laying with him in like the Egyptian style suite or whatever. And she's about to stab him with the knife. And there's several scenes of Tom Cruise, you know, with... Uh, all these ladies, all the ladies want uh, want uh, Nick Morton, and you know it's like give me a give me a fucking break. Um, but anyways, the editing in it was throwing me off. It was making me uninterested in the characters, and in a combination with um, Jake Johnson's character as uh, Sergeant Val, Sergeant Val would just show up randomly to give exposition and uh, direction to where Nick Morton should go. And his his dialogue was kind of funny, but it nothing made sense. So like, why was that happening? Nothing, um, nothing ultimately was explained. I would say, even though you could just chalk it up to say, "Oh, it's magic." Oh, it's the curse. It didn't make any fucking sense. I mean, generally they're like, um, they say, you know, the magic provides this, that, and the other. It didn't make sense why why the magic was making Nick see. Sergeant Val or something like that. It didn't make sense why why Tom Cruise knew that at the very end that if he destroyed the am uh, if he destroyed the the stone and then stabbed himself or something like that that he would bring Jenny back, the lady that he barely cared about throughout the entire movie. They um they go on and on with these types of things that don't really flesh out too much and it Mostly feels like because there's too many writers. There was too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, I would say I do like Sofia Batella's um, performance as the mummy. I thought she was fairly effective. The only thing is they don't do anything with the mummy besides give her a zombie army. 
I think zombie army's cool. It did feel like kind of a zombie flick for a little bit, kind of a little Dawn of the Dead-ish, but they didn't go full-fledged with it. If you're going to go give us zombies, give us full zombies. If you're going to have the city destroyed with all this glass everywhere, show us what happened at the fucking end. It the, there's There's a lot of un answered questions throughout the majority of the movie and it just irritates the hell out of me so um and they this is the type of movie that you need those questions at the end it's not a uh, one of these open-ended open to interpretation kind of things it didn't exactly make sense now um with all that it was it was i gave it a six out of ten i think i'm being generous because Generally, when I get to about a 5 out of 10, it's like, that shit pissed me off. This didn't exactly piss me off. It kept my, it generally, it generally kept my um, attention. Uh, I, I found myself pulling my phone out once or twice throughout it, and I had to watch it over the course of two nights because uh, it was a little late when I was watching it. But um, it's it's hard to recommend this at all, mostly because it's, uh, it feels like a movie that would be excellent for a, a Mystery three thousand, mystery science three thousand uh, treatment. You know, like riffs over it. They should have like jokes that go over the things that the actors are saying. I just feel like it's really missed the mark in just about every direction it tried. But um, thank you for listening to the Mummy twenty seventeen podcast. Check us out on SoundCloud for the full library lineup of. Uh, podcast we have coming down the line um we are currently recording this on april 1st so um this might be coming down the tube in a month or so so by the time that gets dropped we will have how to train your dragon available 2010 a star is born 2018 recovering um won't you be my neighbor 20 uh 2018 as well um we have Newer releases is like Game of Thrones is also coming down the pipe. Uh, Game of Thrones actually might be aired by the time this is uh, dropped. So um, I probably will have a pretty good podcast on the end of Game of Thrones if this is um, released by that point. So check us out, luckydogpodcast at gmail.com for questions, comments, concerns. Email that. Check the show notes out for any corrections or uh, information if you want to get in contact us on other social media or on the social webs. Thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast, and take it easy.